We've never been a traditional content organization, so we don't deliver the curriculum. We're not an online program management company. What we are is an organization that makes it possible for students to succeed when and wherever they happen to be learning. Hello and welcome to KPMG's Talking Tertiary podcast, where we reimagine tertiary education for a changing world. I'm Stephen Parker, KPMG's education sector leader in Australia. This is the first of three discussions I had at the University's Australia Conference in Canberra in February 2020. Having talked last year with several university leaders as part of season one, as I grandly describe it, I thought I should focus on private sector delegates to the conference, people who were working alongside universities and delivering services to them. I thought the actual services being delivered would be of interest to listeners anyway, but I guess I'm circling around the issue of what services should be delivered directly by universities and which services perhaps they should buy in. This is all about the theme of unbundling, of doing directly what one has a comparative advantage in, but bringing in others when they have a comparative advantage. Now here I get fancy and literary. William Shakespeare said, all the world's a stage and all the men and women merely players. Well, at the current rate, all the world's gonna be a platform where men and women come together to do work they are uniquely placed to do. Hmm. Anyway, my first guest was Jack Goodman, the founder and executive chair of Studiosity. I caught up with Jack at Studiosity's stand in a big auditorium at the UA conference, so there might be a bit of background noise. Here's the interview. Welcome, Jack. Thank you, Stephen. It's a pleasure. I've been following the fortunes of Studiosity for a little while and under your previous name, but perhaps you could tell our listeners a little bit about the business and and how it's developed over the last few years. Sure. Well, I founded Studiosity about 15 years ago, and the vision then remains as it is now, which is to provide online academic study support to anybody, students, regardless of their geographic or socioeconomic circumstances. We started off working in public libraries in Western Sydney and Melbourne and Brisbane. And and in fact, our very first program was launched by uh, Gough Whitlam at the Whitlam Library in Cabramatta in Western Sydney. Goodness, that's that's some pedigree. Yeah, well, I was mistaken in thinking that we would have a former prime minister launch all of our programs. (laughs) Uh, We've never had another prime minister Uh, since. uh, Well, there have been a few to choose from. (laughs) um, And what was the business called originally? The business was originally called Your Tutor. We became Studiosity uh, about three years ago. And the reason for that was that we had so many of those high school students that we were supporting in high schools in libraries were becoming university students, which is what they normally do, and they started wondering if they could use our service at uni. And we started fielding more and more queries from universities, and we said, you know, we could build a purpose-built academic support platform for universities, and we could do it really well. Why don't we do that? And so as we started to do that, and we realized there was more and more opportunity and more and more need as the university sector has grown, we also realized that there was some confusion. Universities already have tutors and tutorials, and uh, there was all that confusion around... Academic support units and and so on. They do have those as well. Yeah. Yeah. So we're really a complement to those academic support units. We like to call ourselves a, a tier zero service, which is the first line of support. And the academic support units are more of a, a tier one or tier two, more personalized face 
face-to-face help, but what we do is, is provide that first opportunity to provide support any time of the day or night, 24 hours a day, wherever a student happens to be. So that's really our model. And you said earlier you used the word platform. In what way are you a platform? So I guess I use that word, and it does get bandied about a mm, bit in technology circles, yeah. Stephen. So we have two parts to our service. The first part is the technology that we have built from the ground up, purpose-built for the university sector in Australia and the other countries that we provide our service in. The other part of our service is the human beings, the 700-plus and growing subject specialists that we recruit and train and background check who are all highly qualified to deliver the help that uh, students clearly desperately need. Okay. And so trying to understand the logic of the business, if you like, assuming that universities act rationally, you must be offering something either at a quality or at a price or at times which they can't themselves. What is it, when you say you complement them, what is it that you add that they couldn't do? Well, that's a, that is a good question. So, so what we do is we provide formative feedback to students on, for example, writing tasks that they need to complete. And we, we will do that by allowing a student to upload a draft of an essay, and one of our writing feedback specialists will provide that feedback within 24 hours or less. So we'll turn around feedback exceptionally quickly, very high quality, and at scale for close to 100 universities now around, the, around Australia, New Zealand, the UK, and elsewhere. And the quality control over the feedback, there must be some involvement by the universities themselves that you're giving feedback on. So we work very closely with the universities. We are as transparent as possible. We provide them with a uh, data and reporting portal Mm -hmm. and integration with any of their data analytics platforms so they can actually see every single interaction. The real power in the platform, though, is that universities can now see which students are using the platform, how much they're using it, and they can correlate that with impacts on pass rates, GPAs and retention and progression. And you mentioned, I think, 100 universities. So that must mean that you're involved with most of the Australian universities? That's right. About 70% Mm -hmm. of Australia's universities are using um, our service at some level. A growing number across their entire undergraduate and postgraduate cohorts, but others in, in smaller ways. And in this second series of my Talking Tertiary podcast, I'm interested in disruption, not necessarily in a hostile sense, although it could be, but in, you know, what is forcing change in tertiary institutions? So I'm trying to think about the disruptive reality and potential of what studiosity does. So in the interest of being provocative, what would stop you from just becoming a university? Oh, about a thousand things? Uh Uh-huh. That's not what we set out to build. I'm sure. Um, We really decided to become experts in a very narrow field, but to go very deep in this, solving this one very critical problem for universities. A university is a hugely complicated organism, and trying to replicate that is a very different sort of a task. Okay, it is, I'm sure, in the sense that we imagine what a university is, but if we think about a future of micro-credentials, unbundled learning and so on, you've presumably got the apparatus in place that you could be delivering at least small bite-sized chunks of learning and the whole teaching model would involve heavy academic support. Well, that's an interesting way of, of thinking about it. Core to what we've done to date and really what we plan to do going forward is to provide that support where students bring their questions with them. We've never been a traditional content organization, so we don't deliver the curriculum. We're not an online program management company. What we are is an organization that makes it possible for students to succeed when and wherever they happen to be learning. So getting back to your question about disruption, I don't think of us as being really disruptive at all. 
what I think about us being is really a key part of a growing number of universities, really their essential hygiene, given that they have become very large institutions with enormous cohorts of students, many of them working online, even campus-based students, almost all of them working in a digital environment, and from incredibly diverse backgrounds. And when you're working at scale, like we see a traditional Australian university with 30 or 40,000 students, and you need to personalize that learning, and you need to reach them wherever and whenever they happen to want to learn, there is no other way to do it than with some powerful technology. And I like to think that by going very deep into one problem, we're solving that problem much better than anybody who might be trying to solve 100 problems in a more superficial way. And if not all of my listeners understand the context of this, year after year, I've seen student feedback data on the question, do you receive timely and useful feedback? And year after year, universities have scored low on that for a range of reasons. So you are addressing one of the areas that students really did have some grievance about in relation to universities, I think. I think that's right. And I like to think there's causation here. Some people might say it's correlation or something else, but I think every university that we work with, where we provide our service to substantially all of their students, is well above the national average in terms of that scale and student satisfaction on the quilt data. Well, Jack, it's been good to talk to you. As I say, I've followed the rising fortunes of studiosity. I'll continue to do so, and I wish you the very best of luck in the future. Thank you for talking tertiary. Thank you very much, Stephen. Well, that was my conversation with Jack Goodman of Studiosity, a fast-growing Australian business offering academic support to students in several countries. You can listen to other episodes in Seasons 1 and 2 on our website, kpmg.com au slash talking tertiary, or wherever you find your podcasts. Thanks for listening, and I'll speak with you next time on Talking Tertiary. Talking Tertiary.